This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Brian Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. How many of you guys are ready for a word from the Lord? Good. You guys got your notes? I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I'm uh, bringing, I'm reeling it back in here uh, because uh, uh, the team came to me and they said, hey, uh, your slides aren't right. I'm like, what do you mean my slides aren't right? They're always right, you know? And so the slides are the answer key. So for all of you that, uh, you know, want to follow along on the slides, uh, you have to have a, an answer key. And I know some of you guys are completely unstudious, so you really need the slides. And so I was just, you know, worried about all the people that are not studious that don't take notes. This is supposed to be a joke. It's supposed to be funny. Relax. It's okay. And so what I did was I frantically went to my office and, and got at least the answers for the points that I want to make today. Some of the scriptures will not be up there, but maybe this is a day that you could get one of the sheets that has all of the uh, scriptures on it. I don't know. It's going to be good. Last week, we started a series called Your Best Year Yet. So for those of you that weren't here or weren't able to be with us, we talked about the fact that this can be your best year yet. And I know that there's a questionable look on your face, but the, the point and the principle that we looked at last week was that it can be your best year yet if... It's your best year spiritually. A lot of times we focus on uh, the natural things and the goals and all of these different things that we think will make our lives better, which in and of themselves are good things. They are good practices and principles that we can do in our lives. But if the number one principle or the number one thing that we do in our lives is to make sure that we are growing spiritually then we will have our best year yet. And that's kind of the principle that we looked at last week, that, that, that it's, it's a spiritual exercise and, and it's our best year when it's uh, uh, our best year spiritually, when we're growing, when we're pursuing him, when we're looking to him. And so I wanna continue along those lines today because um, uh, you, know, you, you can't really say everything that you wanna say in one week, but uh, I wanna, I wanna if, you don't, if you have your Bibles, you can turn in Hebrews 12. I think we got Hebrews 12. Um, this is a scripture that I looked at this week in, in one of my devotionals and it, it, was, uh, it just went along well with what it is that we kind of talked about last week. And so I just used that as kind of a jumping off point here. But Hebrews 12, 11 says, now all discipline seems more, more to be more pain than pleasure. How many of you guys understand what that's all about? <laughs> Is not discipline more pain than pleasure? If there's anybody in here that in the last, it were eight days into the year, if you've made that decision that's like, okay, it's time to reel this back in. I don't know, I don't know about you, but I kind of went off the rails when it come to eating this season. Is there anybody else in here? Or are you guys just all disciplined and just better than me? Okay, good. Well, discipline seems to be more pain than pleasure at the time, yet later it will produce a transformation of character. And so we have to understand that discipline in our lives will produce a transformation of character, bringing a harvest of righteousness and peace Get this, it's not outlined up there, but to those that yield to it. Yield to what? Yield to discipline. Those that yield their life to discipline will have a life of righteousness, will have a life of peace. I don't know about you, but I want to yield myself to discipline so that I can have a harvest of righteousness and have a harvest of peace in my life. And we want to change a lot of times we want to change what's on the outside, but he wants to change what's on the inside. And, that, and we looked a lot at that last week, that, that, that he is, this, the spiritual work is, is what takes place on the inside of us. And when we yield to and allow him to change what is on the inside, it'll change what's on the outside. But sometimes, you know, when, when we talk about this, this idea of discipline, it is painful. And, and we have to understand and we just have to accept the fact that it's going to be painful. When we, when we begin to move into a life where we are pursuing him and wanting to grow spiritually, there are going to be some things that your Lord, your Savior, your Father in heaven, he's going to ask you to change. He's going to ask you to deal with. He's going to ask you to, to address something that is in your life. And so it can be painful, but we have to understand and, and be encouraged that the discipline creates a character within us 
that we desire that's good, that brings peace. And so as much as it's hard in the beginning, the long run is much better for our lives. You know, it's kind of like driving. You know, this whole idea of those that yield to discipline. How many of you guys, when it comes to a yield sign, I, I, I'm just going to tell off on myself, but when, when it comes to yield signs, I don't like yield signs. Why? Because I think it's a challenging of my manhood. So when I'm getting on an interstate and it says yield and I see cars, I'm like, I'm not going to let them overrun me and overtake me. I'm not going to yield to their direction. No, I'm going to push the feet to the floor and we're going to accelerate to a point of speed that is far beyond them. Why? Because I don't want to be overtaken. My wife can attest to that. She does not like my driving. I don't like to yield, okay? When I, when I see a yield sign, it's just like, no, I'm gonna overcome. And especially if I'm in a bigger vehicle, right? It's like, man, no, you'll yield to me. Now, if, if there's a semi-truck, it changes the way that you feel, does it not? You, you just decide, okay, well, we're going to, I'm not gonna, I, I have to yield to that because that will create some problems in my life or I can just push the foot feet and go past it. What is that? That's just a natural fleshly inclination that, that I myself have, that it's like, yeah, I don't want to yield to nothing. Listen, you guys are all judging me and my driving skills because, but, but here's the thing. When we talk about this idea of yield, think about it in a marriage, right? When maybe your wife says something to you, husband, that you don't like, and, and, and it challenges you as a man, you have a choice, do you not? You have a choice as to whether or not you're going to yield to it. And a lot of times if it ticks you off and it makes you mad, it's like, no, I'm not going to yield to that. I'm going to rise above this and I'm going to tell her how it is. And then you don't talk for days, right? You know, it's, it's not a good situation. And so, so this idea of yielding is one that, that I want to talk about today because in this key text that we're going to look at, we're going to see and, and we're gonna examine in our lives what it is that we're yielding to. And we're gonna see in the word of God how, our, how this year can be the best year of our lives if we will yield to the right things. And so look at this here in Galatians 5, verse 16. It says, again, look at this, so amazing. As you yield freely and as you yield fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. So as we yield to the Holy Spirit and his power, our self-cravings will, will be abandoned. But we have to make a decision, guys, to yield to the Holy Spirit and to his power in our lives. And when we yield fully to him in our lives, power is released in us to, to overcome these things in our lives that are a challenge. But I think a lot of times we come into the new year and it's like, it's like, okay, well, I got this list of three things that I really, really need to address. I've been dealing with them for over a decade or, or you know, maybe they're secret and they're not even on paper. And, 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 but what I'm here today to tell you is, is that it can be your best year yet. You can overcome some of these things that are in your life if you will make a decision that I'm going to yield to the power of the Holy Spirit. And so 2023 can be the best year of your life in your notes if you yield to the Holy Spirit. And we have to do that freely and fully. It's not something that we can just, well, I'm just gonna do it on Wednesday night, or I'm just gonna do it on Sunday morning, or I'm just gonna do it when I do my devotional. No, it's, 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 a, da it's a daily process. It's a daily mindset that we carry with us that when we're walking through life, all of our actions, all of our speaking, what we think about, what we, what we listen to, what, all of those things are determined and, and held under this idea that I'm yielding to the Holy Spirit's power in my life. I'm allowing him to speak. That's what he was sent to do. He was sent to help us. He was sent to teach us. He was sent to guide us. But if we don't yield to that, if I, if, if I have the same mentality that I do when I get onto the interstate, right, and say that big truck is the Holy Spirit, he's just gonna run right over me. And, that, and, and so we have to decide that we, we are going to yield our lives to the Holy Spirit. The problem is, in your notes, your flesh does not want to yield. Your flesh it's like Brian when he gets on the interstate. Doesn't want to yield. Doesn't want to yield, doesn't want to, doesn't want to. Your flesh wants its way. Your flesh wants all of the control. Your flesh 
doesn't want to be told what to do. I'll prove it. This is the new year, and we talked about this whole idea of food. Just with a raise of hands, how many of you guys in here made a decision, okay, we gotta, we gotta rein this in when it comes to eating. Anybody in here? Is, there, is it just me? Okay, look, there's about 50% of us that have made that decision. It's like, okay, we gotta rein this in. I know Aaron, he actually told me yesterday that he's gonna rein in his sugar intake. Today, he's cutting off sugar. And so I just decided I'm gonna bring this guy a present. And we're gonna see, we're gonna test this guy and make sure that he can really, if he can really, really yield to the Holy Spirit. Can he, or is he gonna yield and fold just like a deck of cards to these amazing, I mean, who doesn't like Krispy Kreme donuts in here? Is there anybody in here that doesn't like Krispy Kreme donuts? Now, okay, who raised their hand that they're gonna rein it in? Okay, so, I, so do you want one of these? See, yes. She doesn't want one. Now she's shaking her head and she's smiling and she's laughing, but in her heart, she wants one. Okay? She wants one. Even though she made a decision that I'm, going, I'm not going to yield to that. I'm not going to yield to my flesh. I'm going to, I'm going to rein this in. Anybody else in here that raised their hand that they were on a diet or didn't want to do sugar? Anybody else in here want to test their, Josh has a smile on his face. He's yielding fully to the flesh. I think he would probably eat all of these. And if I don't hide these, he probably will. My point is, we all yield to something. We yield to the Holy Spirit in our lives, or we yield to the flesh in our lives. And really, you know, if I'm honest, you know, this week when I was looking at this devotion, one of the questions that asked, you know, when it comes to this whole life of, of being a, having a disciplined life, one of the questions was, well, what's, what are some of the things that are keeping you from this life of a, uh, having a disciplined life. And I just wrote down, oh, your flesh. That was the first one that came to me. And so I just decided, well, let's see what the word of God has to say about it. Look what it says here in verse 17 of Galatians 5. It says that your flesh, right, or, or your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit. Get a load of this. Not only that, not only does it offend, your flesh offend the Holy Spirit, but it says that it hinders him from living free within you. So, okay, so what you're saying is, Lord, is that, that if I am giving or yielding to the flesh, I am hindering the Holy Spirit's ability in my life to work, to bring this peace, to bring this righteousness, to bring these things that my heart desires and the things that Jesus paid for, if I'm yielding to my flesh, I'm hindering it. I don't know about you, but man, I want this to be the best year yet. And, and, and if I want it to be the best year yet, I have to yield to the Holy Spirit. And if I am gonna yield to the Holy Spirit, I cannot yield to the flesh. And the more that I yield to the flesh, the more that I hinder the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. And I don't know about you, but I need all the help I can get. I need the Holy Spirit's help. I need him to teach me. I need him to show me things to come. I need him to do all of these things in my life so I don't want to hinder him. So it all comes back to this idea of what is it that you're yielding to? Because what you yield to will determine the course of your life. Your flesh will hinder you from truly living free. It will, it will absolutely hinder you. And if, when you look at the book of Galatians, the whole book of Galatians is about freedom, right? And, and, it's, and it talks about what Jesus did, that he broke the power of sin over your life. And, and, and I just thank God that, that he did that, that he sent Jesus to break that power and, and, and that ability over me. But there's a responsibility that I have as a believer as to what it is that I'm gonna yield to. Am I gonna yield to the cravings of the flesh? Am I gonna yield to what it is that I want, that self-life, so to speak? Or am I going to yield my life to the Holy Spirit and what it is that he wants and his power and his ability? Because if I yield to the flesh, it will absolutely hinder me from truly living free. So we see this battle, this battle in our lives. There's this battle between are we yielding to the Holy Spirit or are we yielding to the flesh? And so number two in your notes is this, is that there is a battle. We have to understand that there's a battle between flesh and spirit. Romans 7, chapter 7, verse 22 says it this way. Paul goes on to say in Romans, he says, I love God's law with all of my heart. 
I don't know about you, but I find myself in that position. Man, I love, I love the Lord. I love his word with all of my heart. But what does he go on to say? Verse five says, uh, for those who walk, right, or those that live according to the flesh, they set their mind on the things of the flesh. But those who walk or live according to the spirit, they set their mind on the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. Okay, so if I set my mind on the flesh, it's, it's telling me here that there's death. It goes on to say, but those who are spiritually minded, there's life and there's peace, right? So if I yield to the flesh, it's death. If I yield to the spirit, there's life and there's peace. Verse seven goes on to say, because the carnal minded, minded man is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And so here we see it's gonna bring death not only that, there's enmity towards God. What does that mean? It just means hatred or I'm against what it is that God has, has uh, for my life. Or it lastly tells me that I can't even please God. So what this is telling me is, is that if, if, if I live my life yielded to myself, yielded to what it is that I want, I'm gonna have death. I'm gonna have enmity. And lastly, I'm not gonna please God. Now, I don't know about you, but man, I want to please God each and every day of my life, man. Lord, I just want to please you. And so we have to, we have to just internalize this idea that we cannot live our lives for self. What it is that I want, where it is that I want to go, what it is that I want to do. You know, I mean, I think about this, just that selfish nature. Anytime I'm selfish, it, it hinders my life. You take marriage, you take any, anything, if I'm selfish, it's going to bring death, just as, as he just got done saying. It's, going, it's not going to bring life. And that's what we want. We want life. But if we're living this selfish life, so to speak, we're going to fight and fight and fight and want and want and want. We're going to pray and pray and pray. And we're never going to have that life and that peace if we are that person that, that yields only to the flesh. Look at what it says. It said, remember this. And this is kind of key because it said that if you set your mind on the flesh, you'll live, right? Or you'll walk according to the flesh. And so, so whatever you're setting your mind on each and every day, when you, when you get out of bed, when you drive down the road, you know, when you're uh, you know, out to eat or when you're sitting in your recliner, whatever you're looking at and watching and listening to, whatever it is that you are setting your mind on will be determined as to whether or not you're leaning towards the, the flesh or you're leaning towards the spirit. You set your mind on the flesh, you'll live and walk that way. If you set your mind on the spirit, you'll live and walk according to the spirit, which results in life and peace. In your notes then, it says that where the mind goes, the man follows. And we've, we've talked a lot about that. That's not really the subject of today. But when it comes to what you're yielding to in your life, if you may be sitting there and the Holy Spirit's dealing with you about a certain area of your life that, that you realize, wow, I am, I'm yielding to the, the flesh in my life and that is why I have the result of that in my life. It's not good. It's, there's destruction, there's death, there, there's nothing enjoyable about it. I'm here today to tell you that the root of, of that problem or that thing that is in your life very well could be this idea that you are yielding your life to the flesh and what it is that you want. And, and what, we're, what we're told here is, is that the mind really is kind of the hinge pin, hinge, you know, it's like the door hinge, and it's the pin that determines where your life will swing. Because if, if, if your mind is set on those things of, of the flesh, you, it, it's, like you're, it's like your mind and your flesh are teaming up with one another and they're overcoming or they're overpowering and, and they're having strength over your spirit man. Your spirit man wants to please God and wants to do these things, but, but because you're yielding to the flesh and your mind is set on the flesh, then, then that's the way that your life goes. Now, if you will get your mind, and that's why the word of God says in Romans 12 to, to, to renew your mind each and every day, why? Because as you renew your mind and as you look at the word, it's like you're taking your mind and you're saying, nope, you're going right over here and you're gonna team up with your spirit man because we're gonna live and we're gonna walk according to the spirit. 
And, and so then what you see is, is that you see that your mind and your spirit man are, are, are stronger and have power and strength over your flesh. When your mind is set on the things of God and you begin to look at the word and see the promises of life and peace, what does that do? Your mind is over here with your spirit man and together they can stand against the, 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 that sin nature that is within us, that power. It's, it's like we're teaming up and then, and then to top it off, not only is your spirit man and your mind together, but the spirit of God brings his power into the equation. And so it's like you have a team that is working against the flesh. But there's a choice that we have to make. And it's in the simplest of things. And I'm not saying that we have to live this life where, there, where it's not fun and we don't ever get a, a, a glazed donut or anything like that. That's not, that's not the point. It's, it's this life that's really kind of a fasted lifestyle where it's like we're looking at our life and it's like we, tell, we, ha, we have to tell. We have to have the discipline that we tell our flesh no. There's just times where it's like, you know what, no, I'm not, we're not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I want to do it, but I'm not going to do it because you're not in control, flesh. You're not, you're not going to reign and rule over my life. And I think that what happens is, is that just little by little by little by little, we, we make these fleshly desires and these fleshly choices. And in the grand scheme of things, they're, they're not a bad thing. But what, what we're doing is, is we're feeding our flesh man. We're giving him strength. We're giving him dominance. We're giving him the power. And, and, and I like what one man said that, you know, when we don't read the word of God, it's like we're giving, we're giving our flesh, you know, and we eat and we do all the things that the flesh wants. We get, it's like we're giving him three great meals a day and our spirit man's over here and we give him one cold snack. And so we have to just live this life where it's like we recognize that, man, the flesh is going to override our lives and it's going to ruin and bring death and bring enmity and not allow us to please God if we let him rule and reign and we yield only to him. We cannot do that. And so Galatians 5.17 says that the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh so they're together they're they're they don't work together they do not they don't they don't get along and they never will because it says right here that they are against and they oppose each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do and i don't want to spend a bunch of time on this but you know, in your, own t in your own time, I'd encourage you to just go look at Galatians 5 because it really just outlines it. I just want to kind of glance over this because it talks about in Galatians 5.19, the desires of the flesh. It says that, that uh, in the, and this is in the message translation, it says that it, it's, it, you get your own way. Life develops out of a life of getting your own way. It's, it's, it, it, but what it causes is, is it causes us to be loveless. It causes us to have mental baggage and garbage, friend, uh, frenzy, joy, uh, joylessness, um, loneliness, competition, never being satisfied, having a temper, divided homes, divided lives, lopsided pursuits, vicious habits, and addictions. And he said, I can go on. Paul said, I can go on. And this list is like, Wow. Because in our lives, there's times where it's like, man, this just is, you know, maybe, maybe things aren't good in the home or maybe things, there's like love, there's, there's like a lovelessness in your marriage or, or, or there's, you know, emotional baggage that you're dealing with. And, and, and so I would, I would challenge you. And today's message is not a, it's not a hooping and hollering thing. This is a challenge. It's a challenging message, but I challenge you guys because I want this to be the best year yet. And I, and I want it to be the best year for me too. And, and, and we're gonna have to do some things in order for it to be that. We're gonna have to have that discipline that we talked about at the very beginning. And so if, we, if you find that any of these adjectives in Galatians 5 are, are creeping into your life, I would just challenge you to ask the question, well, am I yielding my life to the flesh? Am I yielding my life to what I want? Because what it tells me is, is that when I do that, these are the results. These are what are going to develop in my life as a result of a person that yields. But what I love is that it goes on to say, but what happens when we live God's way? What happens when we yield to the Holy Spirit in our lives? We have affection for one another. We have exuberance about life. We have serenity, all right, peace. Um, we stick with things, right? We, there's, there's tenacity, there's perseverance, there's compassion in heart, there's conviction that a basic holiness 
permeates from our being. So in each and every area of our life, holiness permeates. It comes out of our life as a result of yielding to the Spirit. It goes on to uh, say we're uh, involved in loyal commitments. And I like what this says, able to marshal and direct our energies. That's what I want. I want a life that that is directed and and marshaled by the Spirit of God working through me. And I I don't want to spend 2023 allowing the flesh to to yield to the flesh. I don't want to do that. I want to allow the Holy Spirit and yield to him so that he can marshal and direct my energies. And so the question is, is how do we ensure that our life follows after the Spirit of God and his ways? I'm glad you asked. Galatians uh, 24 says it this way that who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. The flesh, what you want and what you think and what you think you deserve and what you think that you have coming to you, what you think you need, what you think all of these, what I want, what I have to have, how I feel, all of those things that are in your life, they have to be crucified. You have to make the decision, all of those things, I'm crucifying them. Now, you can't give away 80% of them, or you, know, you can't crucify 80% of them and say, I'm going to keep these little things. How many of you guys like Tommy Boy? You guys ever watch Tommy Boy? I love Tommy Boy, I grew up watching it. It's not the best show that you should show your teenagers, which I find that out later. It's like, wow, this is really amazingly not good. But anyway, there's a spot on there um, where, he had just gotten hit by the two by four up alongside the face and they're sitting in the, the diner and he's like, do I have a bruise? And he goes, no, 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 everything looks ship shape. He's like, no, it doesn't hurt here so much and not here so much, but right here. I'm sorry. This has nothing to do with my message. But, but later on, the blow to the head knocked something loose in Tommy Boy and he, dis- he realized that he could sell. And so then he grabs this little, what was it? It's like a muffin, not a muffin. I get muffins and, and rolls. I get, them, I get them mixed up, okay? Muffin roll, whatever you want to call it. He's holding this muffin or roll and he's like, he's talking to it. It's like, oh, you're so sweet, you know? And, Never mind. You guys are looking at me like, what on earth? Some of you guys got it. Some of you guys don't. My point is this. That was not in those notes. Is my point is, is that that's what we do with the things that are, are close to us. We don't want to give them up. We don't, we don't touch that. That's mine. That's that, that, you know, and you know what that is in your own heart and in your own life. It's like you hold it near and dear and you, you struggle because, it's, because you know it's wrong. But it's like, oh, so close, so close to you, you know? And, and, and what he's saying is, is that you have to crucify those things. You have to, you have to crucify them. And, and so in your notes, number three, you have to live a life, a crucified life. And so I, I know that for some, maybe you don't understand, well, what, what crucified? What does, what does crucified mean, Brian? I mean, okay, I, I, I understand that I can't, maybe I've allowed some of these things. Look at, look at the message the Bible says. It, it just sheds a little more light on this idea of what it means to crucify your flesh. It says, among those who belong to Christ, everything connected with getting our own way. Wow, that's a broad stroke of the brush but everything connected with getting my own way has to be crucified. When I, when I am with my kids, when I am with my wife, when I am in the workplace, when I am out shopping, everything that I wanna get in my own way has to be crucified. I will, I, listen, I, I'm just gonna tell off on myself. I, I've, I've been kind of studying this and looking at this and I've been looking at some stuff, you can ask my wife, because I've been wanting to buy some stuff, and it's challenging, because it's like, but, but the word says that anything that I want, I, I gotta, and so it's like, I don't, I don't buy it, I haven't been buying it, I haven't pulled the trigger, but I did come home last night, I said, I'm gonna buy it. And so I'm kind of talking myself into it, but my point is, is that everything connected to getting our own way. I think, that, I think that really what you gotta do in all of this is, is that if you're yielded to the Holy Spirit in your life, the Holy Spirit checks, it checks your flesh. 
okay? So when you're standing there and you're getting ready to spend everything that you have saved for so long, let the Holy Spirit check it. Say, no, no, just put this off and wait for a little while longer. Don't, don't, you know, and so what you're doing is you're yielding to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? Is this a wise decision? Is this what I need to do? Should I be doing this now? Should I wait? And if you have peace, go for it. Spend, spend thousands, whatever you want to do. But it's that checking of it. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow the Holy Spirit because I yield to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to allow him to check what it is that I'm doing. My, what, anything that's selfish, even in a marriage, when, you're, when your wife says that, that remark as she walks to the other room, right? I picked on the, I picked on the uh, husbands before. Now I'm going to pick on the wives. I'm gonna, I'm gonna side with the husbands. When she's walking away and she's saying that, that comment that you know in your heart is not true. I heard that mutter from the other room. Let the Holy Spirit check it. Because your response in that moment is, is your flesh is like, whoa, I'll tell you. And then what do you do? You follow her and you, you, know, you say what it is that you wanna say and you prove your right and your dominance and all of these things. No, 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 no. Why? Because when you do that, you're yielding to your flesh. And you're gonna to continue to have death in your marriage, death in your relationship, death in your life, if that's the way you do it. But if she says something, she's like, one step back and just let the Holy Spirit check that feeling, check that fleshly motive, check that, that desire, that selfless desire, that comment, whatever it is, that, those words that you wanna say, let him check it. Because if you take the step back and you say, I'm yielding to you, Holy Spirit, even though I am so ticked and I wanna tell her what I'm thinking, Holy Spirit, help me. And what he'll do is, is you're yielding to him. And what he'll do is, is he'll bring peace. He'll bring peace to your heart. Yes, you might be right. Yes, you might have a right to say it like it is. But guess what? What does the Bible say? It says that a soft answer turns away wrath, right? And so it's allowing ourselves to crucify the thought, crucify the the flesh, crucify what you want to say, crucify the thought that comes to your mind. That's what it's saying. Everything connected with getting your own way, the mindless responding to what it is that everyone else calls necessity, right? I'm I'm reading this scripture again because it's so good. Everything connected to getting your own way and mindlessly responding to what everyone else calls a necessity, get a of this, is killed off for good, crucified, killed off. We have to kill off some things in our lives. This is where it gets really fun. And I'm gonna get ahead, but what, what is connected to getting in your way? What's connected to getting in your way? The first thing that comes to my mind, feelings, right? Feelings are connected to getting your own way. I don't feel like, and this is really what I kind of, these are just some of the things that I wrote in my, my devotional this week is, is that if you don't feel like, well, I, don't, I just don't feel like it. Guess what? You're yielding to your flesh. We have, we, I, I'm a procrastinator. I've, I've said I need to stop confessing that over my life. But, but how you feel, I don't feel like doing that right now. I'd rather, that's what we say. I don't want to do that right now. I'd rather do this. Well, when we say that, we're saying, flesh, we're yielding to you. You, you don't want to do that. You'd rather do that. So we, we do that. Um, you know, I don't want to deal with this situation. I'd rather do something easy. Another thing I wrote, I, I, I don't feel like reading the Bible. I'd rather sit on the couch and relax. I don't want to pray for that situation. How many of you guys, you know, as I wrote that, you know, prayer, there, there are opportunities in our lives that come and people need prayer, right? And, and unfortunately, what do we do? Our flesh is like, I really don't want to do that right now. We, kinda, we, we, we say, I'd rather just do it later. No, we, we need to do it now. Do it when the opportunity arises. But that's what our feelings will do. They'll say, I don't want to do that. And so we need to catch ourselves. We need to catch ourselves in life when it says, I don't want to. We need to make a, make a mental note. Okay, this is my flesh talking right now. My feelings are the voice of my flesh. And what do I want in my selfless nature? 
Is this good? Do I yield to it or not? And and we have to make that determination. In order for our lives, Galatians 2.20 says this, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life that I live in this body, a life that I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So we have to crucify. In order to live our life to the full, something in our life has to die. We want to change, and I said this at the beginning, we want to change the situations, but God wants to change us. He, he, you know, he's looking at, at what's inside of us. So if there's a certain situation, whether it be job-related or family-related or with your kids or, or you know, just whatever that situation that's going on in your life, you need, to, you need to go to this and say, okay, obviously I want this to change. And the Lord does too. But let him do a work inside of you and, 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 and focus on your life and, and focus, because I think what you will realize is, is that you'll realize, wow, if the Lord's telling me to do this, and, and if you'll begin to make that adjustment, the Lord will take care of the other things that are going on. He'll take care of the other people and what it is, the situation, he'll work. And if we just say, I'm just gonna yield to you, Holy Spirit, you need to help me to see that which I need to see, he will. And, and so we have to make that decision. In order for me to change, something has to die. In order for 2023 to be the best year yet, something's gonna have to die. And I'm not saying, I'm not standing up here preaching this message and saying it's, it's just you. I'm saying it's all of us. I, it's each and every one of us in our lives, there's, there are things in our lives that have to go away. I recently was listening to a podcast and they were talking about some of these large corporations that, that really are effective and grow and, and just do great things. They, they cut off something like 20% of the things that are in the corporation. They just make a decision, we're gonna cut this stuff off. And so I think in our lives, there are things in our lives that we need to cut off. There are things that we need to cut off and let them die, make them go away. So that, why? So that our lives can be better, so that we can yield to his influence in our lives. And so in closing, there's three things that we have to crucify. Three different things. Number one, you have to crucify self. First Corinthians, and Paul says in First Corinthians 15, 31, it says, I die every day. I die every day. Paul knew that there was a tendency to grab a hold of the old way of living, coming to the Lord every day. He says, I die. Just think about, you know, you think about like the salvation prayer that you prayed when you gave your heart to the Lord. What you surrender, you, you receive his love. You, 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 you tell him, I'm surrendering my life. I give you my mouth. I give you my heart. I give you my mind. I give you my body. I give you everything. I'm surrendering myself to you. So we have to crucify self. And John the Baptist says it very well in John uh, 30, uh, 3.30. It says, he must become greater and greater and I must become less and less each and every day that you get up it's like Lord I just thank you that you're becoming greater and greater in my life and I just want you to know that I will become less and less and when we have that attitude that's really the action step is humility that's humility in our lives where we we say you know what Lord not my will but your will be done not what I want but what you want and that is the act of crucifying yourself the second thing that we need to crucify is crucify my flesh the flesh means our passions and our desires Galatians 5:24 again says those who belong to Christ have crucified the sinful nature with the passions and its desires and so we have to we have to just we have to determine in our lives that, you know what, we're not gonna allow, and I, I've said this through this whole message, that we're not gonna allow our flesh. We're not gonna allow the way that it's always been to be. And you hear a lot of times, you hear people say, well, that's just the way that it's always been, and that's just the way that it'll always be. Or that you might say, well, that's just the way that my granddaddy was, and that's just the way my daddy was, and that's the way I am, right? That's just an accepting of, of, of people that lived their lives dominated by the flesh. And, and, and what, what Galatians is saying is like, listen, it's not my passions, it's not my desires, it's not what I want, Lord, I want your will. I live my life according to your word and I put to death my desires and my passions. We live by choices. We live by our choices, not our feelings. We live by 
principles that, that are found in the word of God, not by pressure, not by the pressure that we have from the outside world. We live by the conviction that comes from the word of God. Remember what Joshua said in, in chapter 24, verse 15. It says, to choose for yourself this day who you will serve. But as for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. I'm not gonna serve my feelings. We're gonna serve the Lord. I'm not gonna serve my feelings. I'm gonna serve the Holy Spirit. In all that I do, I'm just gonna be just like Joshua. I'm gonna just endeavor to be like, as for me and my house, this day, I'm choosing to do it. Each and every day, we get up and we say, I crucify my flesh, I crucify that, and the action in that is good choices. Lastly, we need to crucify the world. Crucify the world, found in Galatians 6.14. It says, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me to me and I in the world. We have to die to the world's way. We have to, like what I say, we have to create a filter, a filter in our lives that, that really is the word of God and what it is that we know, the principles, the, the desires of God's heart for our lives. Because you, know, you and I both know that, that what the word of God and what God out, outlines for our lives and prescribes for our lives for blessing is diametrically opposed to that of the world. And, and unfortunately, in these, in these days that we're living, you see a lot of Christians that, it's, it's kinda like when, you guys remember in Genesis uh, 13, when Abraham and Lot, they, they had so many, so many animals and so much everything. They decide, okay, we gotta split up. We gotta change what we're doing. We gotta go a different way. You need to go your way. You, need, you know, what I find so interesting about that is, is that, Abraham, who was the leader. He was the one that God was speaking to and he was the reason for all the blessing. And then Lot, because he's with Abraham, man, he gets all of this blessing. But what I see so interesting was is that Abraham, in humility, he said, Lot, you know what, man? Our, our guys aren't getting along with one another. Maybe you should just go and, and take your, your, all your animals and, and you know what, I'll let you choose. That was selfless. He just said, you know what, you, you choose, you decide what you want. And you know what Lot did? He didn't go to the Lord. He didn't say, Lord, what should I do? You know what he did? He looked. He looked around at, at, at all the goodness in the valley. And he's like, you know what? I want this. And, and what's really crazy is, is that it says that, that Lot, not only did he pick that, and he, he operated really kind of in the flesh, like looking at what it is that was on the outside. He didn't, didn't talk to God about it. But he says, it says that he moved his tents right down next to Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, and we all know that Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, but it, was, it says in Genesis 13 that Sodom and Gomorrah was a wicked, wicked place. And here is Lot, who's been blessed. What's he do, man? He takes his, he takes his tent and he moves it right down next to the city. In our lives, if we're gonna crucify the world, we are not moving our tent down right next to the city. We're not moving, we're not taking our actions, we're not taking what we do, we're not taking the way we live, we're not taking any of the things that the world celebrates, and we're not moving our tent down there. And I see a, a lot of that going on in the body of Christ, that people, it's like they, they, wanna, they wanna criticize and critique the church, and they wanna say, you know what, why do we have to be so strict? Man, that's the spirit of Lot. They're, they're saying, you know what, it's okay. I wanna move my tent right down next to the city. I wanna, I wanna get as close to the world as I can without being in the world. I'm not saying you guys are the world. I, it's just for <laughs> illustrative purposes. You guys are probably like offended by that. But, but you get what I'm saying is, is that if we're gonna crucify the world, it's like we're making a decision. I am not gonna have anything to do with the way that the world is. And, and, and I think that it's like we don't want to put in the effort, so to speak, spiritually speaking. We don't want to, we, we don't, because that's what the flesh does, right? The flesh is like, I want to do it my way. I want, to, I want this to be easy, right? It's that drive-through mentality. I want my answer now, Lord. And you're, if you're not giving my answer now, I'm going to go other ways and I'm going to go to other things to get that answer. And so what we see is, is we see uh, 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 um, believers all over this world who are, they are, utilizing the world's ways 
to try to bring greatness and goodness to their marriage, bring greatness and goodness to their lives. They're reading books and, and looking at things and, and, and living in a manner that, that, that it's just gonna bring, I mean, it, it's, it's fun for a season. And it might be enjoyable for a season. And you might initially say, well, my life's better or my marriage is better or whatever because you've adopted some of these, these, these actions that the world says, oh, this will make your marriage so much better or oh, this will make your life so much better. You adopt that and initially it's really good. But long run, it brings death. It brings a separation. And, 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 and it brings something to your life that, you, that God never intended for it to, to bring. And so we have to make a decision. The things of God and the world, they are diametrically opposed and I will have nothing to do with that of the world. I am going to crucify the world. And so I don't listen to that. You might listen to that, great. You wanna listen to that, great. But as for me, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not gonna allow that. I, you, know, I, you may watch that, I'm not gonna watch that. You may eat and drink that, but that's, that's just, you know, that's between you and the Lord. Uh, you may think that, but that's just not me. And we have to, we have to uh, it's just like I said before, allow the Holy Spirit to check something in your life and, and say, you know what, um, we're, not, we're not gonna do that. And, and other people may say it's okay, but just let the Lord deal with them in regard to that in their life. You don't have to judge them. You don't have to say, well, by golly, you're, you're, you're just like Lot. You're down there by the city. You're down there by wickedness. No, no, no. We need to pray for those people and say, Lord, I just thank you that you're, you're bringing blessing in their life. I pray and I thank you that you're opening up the eyes of their understanding, that they're seeing the error of their ways. They're seeing that that thing is bringing death in their life or bringing death in their marriage or bringing death in their family. I just thank you. You don't have to judge them. You just have to say, you know what, as for me and my house, this is what we're gonna do. This is how we're gonna serve the Lord. This is our choice. This is, this is how we understand and know. Uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be like Abraham. Each and every day, I'm gonna, I'm gonna worship him. Uh, it, it said so many times in Genesis, like, you know, that he, you know, Abraham was just a breaker, man. He was doing things. He was following after God like he didn't really have an example. But man, he built an altar and he, he lived for God and God blessed him as a result of, of, of crucifying the world and walking away from the world and, and, and moving away from that. And so we have to crucify the world. Look at this last scripture and then we'll close. It's found in 2 Corinthians 6, uh, 17. Therefore, come out from them and be separated. Come out from them and be separated. What's that tell me? It tells me that I gotta come out, I gotta be, I, I can't be like them. I'm gonna be separate. It's gonna be different. I have to come out from them and separate them, says the Lord, touch not the unclean thing. I will receive you, I will be your father to you and, and you'll be my sons and daughters, says the Lord. And so that action leaves us with this. The action step is separation, that we have to separate ourselves from the world. So crucify yourself, crucify your flesh, and crucify the world. And, and, and the result of yielding to the Holy Spirit in your life and these action steps, your, this year will be your best year yet. I can assure you, if you write some of these things down, I would encourage you. You know, that's, that's what I did in my journal is, is I went and I wrote down some of those things, those tendencies, those, those fleshly tendencies that, that, that are, are not, they're not bringing blessing to my life. They're, they're hindering me, just as we looked at. They're hindering the Holy Spirit in my life, and I don't want that. And so I'm, gonna, I'm going to address those things. I'm going to uh, endeavor to say no to those things and crucify those things daily. So let's just take this moment with every head bowed and every eye closed. Uh, let's just take this moment to just commit this to the Lord. Father, we just come before you today, and we just thank you, Father God, for your word. Father, your word is powerful. Father, your word changes us, Father, from the inside out. And Father God, I know that as we yield to the Holy Spirit in our lives in this new year, Father, that, that you, you're gonna pour out a blessing in our lives that we can't contain it. In our homes, in our kids, in our marriages, in our church. Father, you're, gonna, you're, going, to, you're gonna do great things in us, but not only in us, through us, Father. And so today, Father God, we just commit to yielding to the Holy Spirit in our lives. Making a list of those things in our lives that, 
that we're yielding to, those fleshly things, those worldly things, those, those things that are selfish, Father. We commit to killing those things off because we know that those things that are, are, are in our lives that we are yielding to are hindering your movement in our lives. And so today, Father God, by an act of our will, we just commit to crucifying our life in these areas. And we thank you, Father, for that. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, uh, you know, just as we, we come to a close, I wouldn't ever want to assume if there's anybody in here that maybe you are far from God, you, maybe you have not made a decision, you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, today's the day to make that decision. Maybe you've made a decision, but you are, you are not living for him and you want to recommit your life to him, today is the day. And so if either of those those are true for you and by an uplifted hand just say Brian that's me I want to I want to give my heart to the Lord or Brian I want to I want to recommit my life to you or to him just raise up your hands there anybody in here anybody at all anybody at all I see those hands awesome awesome you can put them down thank you thank you awesome let's just pray with these two father we just thank you father for these two that lifted up their hands to commit their life to you, Father God. You've seen their heart, and Father God, we know that, that you've, they've been brought back near to you, Father God, as a result of their commitment to you today. And we thank you, Father, for it, in Jesus' name. We're gonna close this service with one last song. And, and as we've done in the past, uh, our prayer team will be down here to the left of my, me. And if there's something that you need agreement with in your life, these people will pray. They won't just pray today, they'll continue to pray. And so if there's something that you have that you really need an agreement in your life about, I encourage you, just step out, step out in faith and, and come down, just walk right down. Or if you feel more comfortable walking in the back, just go down there. They wanna pray with you, they, they wanna agree with you, they wanna add their faith together with you and there will be results as a result of your uh, decision and your choice today, amen? So let's just uh, commit this last time to the Lord and, and, and worship him with all of your heart. Commit this new year because he has great things in store for you and your family. He wants the very best for you. And so I just take, I just take this time to just honor him. Amen.